Good morning and good afternoon and good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. I want to especially welcome everyone to another section of Inspire. But the word global times of devotion, how that with the Lord and with our servers, brethren. And I want to thank Alice and Stamakama for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Esteemed family, the prayer has been posted in the chat room and we are still praying for justice systems, leaders of the judiciary and other legal personnel. And this morning, we're going to be praying. We are going to be praying with the scripture, Proverbs chapter 24, verses 20, 24 to 25. The NIV, it says, Whoever says to the guilty, you are innocent, will be caused by, pe by peoples and denounced by nations. But it will go well with those who, who convict the guilty and and rich blessing will come upon them. Hallelujah. Since I'm going to be declaring words in terms of the spirit of our legal personnel in nations of the world who has aided injustice and undue convictions, I'm going to be declaring that they experience the mercy of God and forgiveness. I'm going to affirm that by the spirit of God, they are emboldened to take responsibilities in upholding justice at all times in the madness name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Since family, can you meet your mic and begin to intercede right now? Rada <laughs> And the privilege, Lord, even as we intercede, oh Lord, this morning for all for the judicial systems of, of nations of the world and for the leaders and, and personnel that work in these services, Lord God. Lord, even as we pray this morning for those who who in one way or the other took corruption as 
circumvented justice, Lord God. Who have hated injustice and put in prison. Maybe those, those who, who, who were who were not supposed to be there, Lord God. We ask this morning, Lord God. We ask for your mercy, Lord. We ask for your mercy, Lord. And forgiveness for this person, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And we declare that by the Spirit of God, they are important to right their wrongs in the name of Jesus. And to take full responsibility for their actions in the name of Jesus. And that those who have been imprisoned unlawfully, Regain their freedom in the name of the Lord Jesus. We affirm God's righteousness. We affirm God's righteousness, God's truth in just system in the nation of the world in the name of Jesus. Like never before, truth shall prevail in just system of the world in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because the just system of the world is in alignment, full alignment with, with the ways and truth of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. When Jesus' precious name is prayed, amen. Uh, once again, I want to thank Estimakama for the opportunity to lead to this intercessory prayer. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for the sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you. Right now, I'll be handing over to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. From the day we hail with eternal life, the very life and nature of God in us, your grace is heat on us abundantly. Of your fullness we've received unending grace. We remember your immeasurable grace through your righteousness, O oh Lord. In our part is life only, and there's no dead of any kind. For the love of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the love of sin and made us dead free. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father? And made manifest unto us, imparted to our spirit, the very organic and existential attribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. 
who was with the Father and made manifest unto us, imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential attribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, you rehearse divinity to us. That we might follow your example. You were life itself. Reveal to us. You unveil God to us and brought us the kingdom. Oh, we're in by your immeasurable grace through your righteousness, oh Lord. In our pathway is life only, and there's no dead of any kind. For the love, the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the love of sin and made us death free. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. You were with the Father and made manifest unto us, imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential attribute of deity. Oh, life eternal. You are, oh, we hail from daily when we're burning to your great family. Children of the divine, the most high God. We hail from daily with an ending glory and life eternal. We are the circumcision to live, not after the flesh, but after the spirit in Christ Jesus. We live by faith and not by sight. Our glory life is on. A glorious things are spoken of us. Your love is perfect and enough. Oh, we turn Ma ante li barusa, ante li barusi, kabasunti li barusi, ante li barusa. De kisun de in de le brasun te male brasun de li baros o bako city in te le baris city abosi barosi kibaya yiza ande le barosi kibaya thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you for eternal life 
Thank you for your very life that you have given to us. We worship you forever. Thank you, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord God. That life that brings forth life. That life that brings forth life. There is no pain. There is no decay. There is no sickness. There is no darkness. With that life, it lights everywhere. The life that is light. And that light is the light of the whole world. It is the light of men. Father, oh God, we thank you for your transcendent life. We worship you forever, Abba Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, dear esteemed sister Grace, for the time of worship. Thank you, esteemed brother Ty, for the time of prayers. God bless you. And thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's devotional. God bless you for connecting and for fellowshipping together. Glory to God. Today is Friday, the 24th of November, 2023. And our title for today's devotional is your knowledge of him glory to god and the bible says there's nothing you could ever need or desire for a godly life that's not already yours but the way to make all that's already yours sorry oh sorry 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 i i, I didn't oh forgive me Glory be to God. Sorry. Today's devotional, the title is Your Knowledge of Him. And our theme scripture is taken from 2 Peter verses 1, sorry, chapter 1, verse 3. And the Bible says, According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Glory be to God. Pastor says, there's nothing you could ever need or desire for a godly life that's not already yours. But the way to make all that's already yours in Christ a reality in your life is a function of your knowledge of him. Pastor says, read our theme scripture again. It's about your knowledge of him. So we're going to read it again. As Pastor has instructed, it says, Second Peter one verse, chapter one verse thirteen three says, according as His divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that had called us to glory and virtue. It is about your knowledge of Him. You see, the prerequisite of having all of that thing that pertains to life and godliness is your knowledge of him. This kind of knowledge is full, exact knowledge, epignosis. The full and exact knowledge. Pastor is taking us through that. You know, the other day we were reading about the Ginosko, right? The revelation knowledge. The knowledge of, of who we are in God who he is as our father, our knowledge of him as our father. 
And today, Pastor is talking to us about exact knowledge, full exact knowledge, the epignosis. This might be a, this is a good time for you to maybe take that message again or go through your notes on three kinds of knowledge. Wow. God's provision aren't going to come to pass in your life just because you've written in the pages, oh, sorry, because they are written in the pages of the Bible. There's a knowledge of him that you must have. Knowledge that unites the knower with that which is known. Wow. There is a knowledge that you must have. A knowledge that brings that synchronicity, that pulls from the spiritual realm into the physical. That which you already know. You know, a sister Michael will always say that there is a truth. And then there is your truth. The truth is as it is written in the Bible. But many of the truths that are in the Bible are not our truth. Because they have not, you know, when it becomes your truth, it is, it is your experience. You know, she gave an instance. She said, okay, imagine um, the people who get healed during the healing streams. Healing is their truth. They know it and they have it. We believe in healing, right? We believe it because we, we, we know it. We know that it is truth as, as it is written in the Bible that when we lay hands on the sick that they recover. We know that Jesus healed. We know that we are supposed to know healing is our bread. We are supposed to walk in divine health. And should the devil try to put anything on you, you ought to appropriate healing because Jesus wrought healing for us many, many years ago. But you see that when you encounter that healing, it becomes your truth. You know it as you know yourself. The same goes for provision. The same goes for protection. That is why the Bible says, you know, God called himself, I am that I am. He is to us, us as we see him. You know that sometimes when you tell someone that God is your provider, if you tell someone who has never been in lack, somebody who has never experienced what it means to lack for anything, that God is your provider. The person said, yes, I know, I, I know, I, I, I basically have everything I need. If you tell someone who has, you know, you've, the person has had a deadline on a bill and the person knows that, I don't know, <laughs> the person, there's a deadline on a bill that must be paid. If this bill is not paid, probably something will not, you know, something will not progress to the next level. Or probably landlord will come knocking on the door or maybe something will still get embarrassing situation. Or the child will be sent out of school, or the person will not be able to register for exam until another academic year. When that money comes and the person pays that bill, when you tell the person that God is the provider, there is a certainty, there is a settlement in the person's heart. I don't know about you, but this is some people's reality. They will tell you that indeed God is their provider. 
If you tell someone who has been in a fatal accident and came out unscathed, unhurt, without any injury, that God is your protector and your deliverer. See, it is the person's truth. So what I'm trying to say is that there is a knowledge. There is a knowledge. There is a certainty that seals it. That synchronizes what is known. That is what Pastor is trying to say. He says something so beautiful and powerful about knowing him is that not only do you get to know and are able to appropriate all that is given to you, but you also get to know yourself. The more you know him, the more you know yourself. His word knows you. In him, you see you. You can uh, never really know yourself as God knows you until you know him. Remember that scripture in There's this version that says that as we behold with open face, I think the amplified classic refers to it as unveiled face. When you remove that cutting, that disparity between what is known and the knower, as you behold with an unveiled face, you know, you behold, you look, you look as in a mirror, you look, the, you, 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 you behold the glory of the Lord. The Bible says that as you behold his word, that glory is his word. As you study, as you meditate, as you dig into his word, you are transformed into the same image. You become like him. As you behold to know him, you find yourself. You get to know yourself. You are transformed. You are transformed until you become that very same image that you see. You don't come to the mirror with that image. No, you come with yourself. You come with all of that thing that you're carrying. You come with all the pain. You come with all the, all the, all, all, you know, you come with the addiction. You come with everything, the flaw, whatever, the mistakes, the error. You come with it. And then you start to behold. Child of God, as you behold, the testimonies of many people in this platform, you know, many people came with it. They said they don't even know when the addiction left. They cannot pinpoint at what point. That the thing left, but they know that they are not the same. That is my testimony, too. Your life is transformed. You behold, your life is transformed. You until you become that very same image that you see. Pastor says the way to know him and get to discover you is to study and meditate on the word. Oh. Okay, look at the scripture I was I, I, I just read, I was I, I'm talking to us about now. Second Corinthians 3 18 shows the word to be the mirror of God that reveals your true description. I didn't even see this before. It says, We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Search and discover who you really are by looking into the mirror of God. 
by getting to know the Lord, the moment you get a hold of what the word says is yours, or who the word says you are, respond by affirming accordingly. That's how you endorse his word to come to pass in your life. Pastor has told us severally, the word of God is living and active, not on the pages of the Bible. It is living and active in your mouth, on your lips. That is where it becomes the sword of the spirit. It is there that you use it to penetrate and to cut. When you affirm it, when you speak it, it is not just knowing it. It is not enough to know it in your heart and to believe it. It is not enough. That's 50%. You have to go all the way to the place where you affirm it, where you endorse it and you affirm it. That is where you, you know, you bridge that gap. That is where it becomes living and active. It is not enough for people that bake. You find that it is not enough to have yeast. Until you, until you mix yeast and sugar inside flour, you will know that yeast is alive. You will know that that thing inside that nylon is alive. Until it is mixed and come in contact with, a, with, with, with butter. Until you put the word of God on your lips and use it on, on a situation, you will not know. You will not really, it will not become your truth. Ephesians 1.3 says, God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians 2.21 declares, all things are yours. God has given you everything you require to live victoriously and be a success in life. Are you ready to have it all? Or are you just okay with having the check? Is today a good day to go to the bank and cash it? Is today a good day to cash that, to see me what you need and meditate on the word as you, as you vicariously and radically put the word of God on your lips and dosing it. The, the word will produce all that it talks about. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's Rhapsody of Reality segment. God bless you all. Over to you now, esteemed Sister Ogima. God bless you. Amen. God bless you too, ma'am. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Kel, for the Rhapsody of Reality segment. God bless you, ma'am. Esteemed family, right now we're going to proceed to the Bible study segment of our devotion. And I'll be starting with the further study of our devotion for today. We're reading from Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings be made conformable unto his death. John chapter 10 and verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Ephesians 1, 15 to 18. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
esteemed family, right now we're going to be taking our prayer together. Dear Father, I thank you for giving me everything I need for a godly life of success and victory in this world. I'm full and loaded with blessings. And as I look into your word, I'm transfigured. Your glory is revealed in and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, hallelujah. Right now, esteemed family, we'll move to the one-year Bible reading plan. And I'm going to take the New Testament portion of today's reading. I'll be reading from the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 in the message translation. Caption, cultivate inner beauty. The same goes for you wives. Be good wives to your husbands, responsive to their needs. There are husbands who, indifferent as they are to any words about God, will be captivated by your life of holy beauty. What matters is not your outer appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the cut of your clothes, but your inner disposition. Cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. The holy women of old were beautiful before God. That way, I'll say that again, sorry. The holy women of old were beautiful before God that way and were good, loyal wives to their husbands. Sarah, for instance, taking care of Abraham would address him as my dear husband. You will be true daughters of Sarah if you do the same, unanxious and unintimidated. The same goes for you husbands. Be good husbands to your wives. Honor them, delight in them. As women, they lack some of your advantages, but in the new life of God's grace, your equals. Treat your wives then as equals so your prayers don't run aground. Caption, suffering for doing good. Summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, a bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Whoever wants to embrace life and see the day filled up with good, here's what you do. Say nothing evil or hurtful. Snub evil and cultivate good. Run after peace for all your worth. God looks on all this with approval, listening and responding well to what he is asked. But he turns his back on those who do evil things. If with heart and soul you're doing good, do you think you can be stopped? Even if you suffer for it, you're still better off. Don't give the opposition a second thought. Through thick and thin, keep your heart at attention in adoration before Christ, your master. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks you why you're living the way you are and always with the utmost courtesy. Keep a clear conscience before God so that when people throw more at you, none of it will stick they'll end up realizing that they are the ones who need a bath. It's better to suffer for doing good, if that's what God wants, than to be punished for doing bad. That's what Christ did, definitively. Suffered because of others' sin. The righteous one for the unrighteous ones. He went through it all, was put to death and then made alive to bring us to God. He went and proclaimed God's salvation to earlier generations who ended up in the prison of judgment because they wouldn't listen. You know, even though God waited patiently all the days that Noah built his ship, only a few were saved then, eight to be exact, saved from the water by the water. 
the waters of baptism do that for you? Not by washing away death from your skin, but by presenting you through Jesus' resurrection before God with a clear conscience. Jesus has the last word on everything and everyone, from angels to armies. He's standing right alongside God, and what he says goes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. With that, we've come to the end of the New Testament reading for today. Right now, behind and over to the Old Testament team, I'd like to say a very big thank you to, the, to dear esteemed Samaka for the opportunity to handle this segment of our devotion. Do have a great day, everyone, and enjoy the rest of the devotion. God bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you, esteemed Sister Oge. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Marka for this great opportunity to take us through the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Glory to God. Thank you, esteemed co-hosts, for all the amazing work which you do. And thank you, esteemed family, for making yourselves available for the devotion. Today, we'll be reading the book of Ezekiel, chapters 31 and 32 from the Message Translation. Ezekiel 31, caption, the funeral of the big tree. In the 11th year, on the first day of the third month, God's message came to me. Son of man, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that pompous old goat, what do you, astride the world, think you really are? Look, Assyria was a big tree, huge as a Lebanon cedar, Beautiful limbs offering cool shade, skyscraper high, piercing the clouds. The waters gave it drink. The primordial deep lifted it high, gushing out rivers around the place where it was planted, and then branching out in streams to all the trees in the forest. It was immense, dwarfing all the trees in the forest, thick boughs, long limbs, roots delving deep into its waters. All the birds of the air nested in its boughs. All the wild animals gave birth under its branches. All the mighty nations lived in its shade. It was stunning in its majesty, the reach of its branches, the depth of its water-seeking roots. Not a cedar in God's garden came close to it. No pine tree was anything like it. Mighty oaks looked like bushes growing alongside it. Not a tree in God's garden was in the same class of beauty. I made it beautiful, a work of art in limbs and leaves, the envy of every tree in Eden, every last tree in God's garden. <clears throat> Therefore, God the Master says, because it's skyscrapered upward, piercing the clouds, swaggering and proud of its statue. It turned, I turned it over to a world-famous leader to call its evil to account. I'd had enough. Outsiders, unbelievably brutal, felled it across the mountain ranges. Its branches were, strew, were strewn through all the valleys, its leafy boughs clogging all the streams and rivers. Because its shade was gone, everybody walked off. No longer a tree, just a log. On that dead log, birds perch, wild animals burrow under it. That marks the end of the big tree nations. No more trees nourished from the great deep. No more cloud-piercing trees. 
no more earthborn trees taking over. They are all slated for death back to earth, right along with men and women for whom it's dust to dust. The message of God, the master, on the day of the funeral of the big tree, I threw the great deep into mourning. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I threw the great deep into mourning. I stopped the flow of its rivers, held back great seas and wrapped the Lebanon mountains in black. All the trees of the forest fainted and fell amid the whole world quick when it crashed and threw it into the underworld to take its place with all, with all else that gets buried. All the trees of Eden and the finest and best trees of Lebanon, well watered, were relieved. They had descended to the underworld with it, along with everyone who had lived in its shade and all who had been killed. Which of the trees of Eden came anywhere close to you in splendor and size? But you're slated to be cut down to take your place in the underworld with the trees of Eden to be a dead log stacked with all the other dead logs among the other uncircumcised who are dead and buried. This means Pharaoh, the pompous old goat, decree of God, the master. Chapter 32, caption, a cloud across the sun. <clears throat> In the 12th year, on the first day of the 12th month, God's message came to me, son of man, sing a funeral lament over Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Tell him, you think you're a young lion prowling like, prowling through the nations. You're more like a dragon in the ocean, snorting and thrashing about. God the master says, I'm going to throw my net over you. Many nations will get in on this operation and haul you out with my dragnet. I'll dump you on the ground out in an open field and bring in all the crows and vultures for a sumptuous carrion lunch. I'll invite wild animals from all over the world to gorge on your guts. I'll scatter hunks of your meat in the mountains and strew your bones in the valleys. The country right up to the mountains will be drenched with your blood your blood filling every ditch and channel. When I blot you out, I'll put the curtain on the skies and shut out the stars. I'll throw a cloud across the sun and turn off the moonlight. I'll turn out every light in the sky above you and put your land in the dark. Decree of God, the master. I'll shake up everyone worldwide when I take you off captive to strange and far off countries. I'll shock people with you. Kings will take one look and shudder. I'll shake my sword and they will shake in their boots. On the day you crash, they'll tremble, thinking that could be me. Caption, to lay your pride low. <clears throat> God the master says, the sword of the king of Babylon is coming against you. I'll use the swords of champions to lay your pride low. Use the most brutal of nations to knock Egypt off her high horse, to puncture that hot air pomposity. I'll destroy all their livestock that gaze along the river. Neither human foot nor animal hoof 
will muddy those waters anymore. I'll clear their springs and streams, make their rivers flow clean and smooth. Decree of God, the master. When I turn Egypt back to the wild and strip her clean of all her abundant produce, when I strike dead all who live there, then they'll realize that I am God. This is a funeral song, chant it. Daughters of the nations, chant it. Chant it over Egypt for the death of its pomp. Decree of God, the master. In the 12th year, on the 15th day of the first month, God's message came to me. Son of man, lament over Egypt's pompous ways. Send her on her way. Dispatch Egypt and her proud daughter nations to the underworld. And her proud nation and her proud daughter nations to the underworld, down to the country of the dead and buried. See, you think you're so high and mighty? Down, take your place with the hidden in that unhallowed grave. She'll be dumbed in with those killed in battle. The sword is bared. Drag her off in all her proud pomp. All the big men and their helpers down among the dead and buried will greet. And buried will greet them. Welcome to the grave of the hidden. Join the ranks of the victims of war. Assyria is there and its congregation. The whole nation is cemetery. Their graves are in the deepest parts of the underworld. A congregation of graves all killed in battle, these people who terrorize the land of the living. Elam is there in all her pride, a cemetery, all killed in battle, dumped in her hidden grave with the dead and buried, these people who terrorized the land of the living. They carried their shame with them, along with the others in the grave. They turned Elam into a resort for the pompous dead, landscaped with hidden graves, slaughtered in battle. They once terrorized the land of the living. Now they carry their shame down with now they carry their shame down with the others in deep earth. They are in the section set aside for the slain in battle. Meshesh Tubal is there in all her pride, a cemetery in uncircumcised ground, dumped in with those slaughtered battle, just deserts for terrorizing the land of the living. Now they carry their shame down with the others in deep earth. They are in the section set aside for the slain. They are segregated from the heroes, the old-time giants who entered the grave in full battle dress, their swords placed under their heads and their shields covering their bones, those heroes who spread terror the land of the living and you Egypt will be dumbed in the hidden grave along with all the rest in the section set aside for the slain Edom is there with her kings and princes in spite of her vaunted greatness she is dumbed in a hidden grave with the others headed for the grave <clears throat> the princes of the north are there the whole lot of them and all the Sidonites who carried their shame to their graves. All that terror they spread with their brute power, dumbed in unhallowed ground with those killed in battle, carrying their shame with the others headed for deep earth. Pharaoh will see them all 
and pompous old goats that he is, take comfort in the company he'll keep. Pharaoh and his slaughtered army, decree of God the master. I used him to spread terror in the land of the living, and now I'm dumping him in hidden ground. With those killed by the sword, Pharaoh and all his pomp, decree of God the master. Glory to God, hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading for today. Thank you once again, Esim Sister Mark, for this great opportunity. Thank you, family, for beautiful time of devotion so far and the rest of the time. I'll now hand over to the affirmation team. Do have a prolific day, everyone, and God bless you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed brother Emmanuel. Thank God for eternal life. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to take the affirmation segment today. Esteemed family, the affirmation is on the screen. Can you unmute your mic so we can take it together? Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, once again. Thank you, esteemed family. A reminder, the affirmation is on the inspired by the word space. Do take time to download and affirm in your personal times of affirmation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I now hand over to the meditation team. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Francisca Ma, for that segment. Thank you so much. Firstly, I want to thank Esteem Somakama for the opportunity to under today's meditation segment. Esteem family, today is day 24, and the theme for today is eternal life, the breath of God. Praise the Lord. Can I have the scripture on the screen? It says, all that you require, praise the Lord, all that you require for an effective meditation and a beautiful day is housed in the channel. Ensure that you are there and have access to all the tasks. We are meditating on Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the message translations, and it says, It stands to reason, does it it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, it will do the same thing in you and in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, he does as surely as he did in Jesus. You are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, it, um, 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 meditating on to these scriptures and Romans is not talking about, this scripture is not talking about the future. It's talking about the present. It's talking about our present experience as believers. It says if we believe, if we believers walk by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit will give spiritual life to our physical bodies. Now, this is not just a personal um, interpretation. This the context makes it abundantly clear. Praise the Lord. And Christ, Christ was raised from the dead by the Almighty Power of God, and we never die again. We who have been positioned in Him through faith as in like manner be raised from the dead, both spiritually and physically. You know, when, when, when this gets into your consciousness, it will be the end of sickness, it will be the end of failure, it will be the end of diseases. You have to know that, you have to know that you have eternal life. You can't live it until you know it. You know, during the RPPC, pastor said that God's word isn't given to us to debate, but to accept as his only truth, hallelujah. And, and when you believe in Jesus, there has to be a oneness. Everything you ever know about or from God is in Jesus, is the embodiment, the totality of divinity. In him encapsulates all the Godhead in flesh. It has to become your truth, your personal message. It has to become your conviction. Jesus was eternal life made flesh, eternal life manifested unto us. Hallelujah. You know, as you meditate on, on this scripture today, the life that you live in Christ, it covers all ramifications of your life. Hallelujah. You know, um, um, while meditating on, on this scripture, you, you, you don't have to have any fear. You don't have to be afraid of no one because with the spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. As you declare and you begin to declare that as he is, so, so am I. Death could not, you know, death could not hold Jesus down. Failure could not hold Jesus down. Sickness could not hold him down. The Lord Almighty. And the, the, the second... 
the, the, the last part of the scripture says, it says, when God lives and breathes in you as he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, said you are delivered from that dead life. And with his spirit living in you, your body will be alive in Christ. The, almighty, the Lord Almighty, the Lord All-Powerful lives and breathes in you. This should be your declaration. This same God lives in me. You have to declare that this same God lives in me. Life is in me. It is real and it's eternal. Glory to God. The life that the life that Jesus has lives in us. Praise the Lord. And you we also have our, our our confession for today. The first part of the confession for today says, "I'm alive and I am life." And the second part says, "God lives and breathes in me." Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's kindly have um. Let's kindly have the affirmation on the screen. Praise the Lord. We'll kindly go ahead and mute our mic and take our affirmation. My name is Siska Mlenga. I'm born of God. I have this life. I am the child of God. Even the Son of God. Lord, we thank you. Christ is our place. The life that Jesus has is what we have, oh God. The Lord God Almighty lives and breathes in us. We are life giver. We give life everywhere we go. Everyone that comes in contact with us has life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, we thank you. Our business is our life, oh God. There is life in everything that is connected to us, oh God. For we dwell in the realm of life. We dwell in life and life dwells in us. Everything about us is only life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Malianda Gaba Seketeke Baragaba Shakata, Makaba Seketeke. We have life in Tana. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Hallelujah. Let's kind of go to the um, communal segment. Praise the Lord. And our scripture is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Don't carry on the scripture on the screen. Verse 23 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Nothing dies around us, O God. We live to the glory of you. Hallelujah. No death around us. There is only life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Our organs, O God, will not die. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Take the bread and break it. Praise Lord. Verse 25 says, and the same manner also, after the same manner also, he took the cup 
when he has stopped saying, this cup is in New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, the remembrance of me. For as often as he eats this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Lord God, we thank you. This is that blood, oh God. It was life for life, hallelujah. We live in life in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we and, and we enjoy the life of the Holy Ghost. Can you go ahead and take communion? Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Stomachama, for the opportunity. Right now, I can hand over to the celebration team. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Peace. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Stomacher, for the opportunity to handle this segment. So right now, at the celebration segment, if you're born today, if there's anybody want to celebrate today, or if you have any celebration, please kindly let us know in the chat room. Hallelujah. And also, if you're joining us today for your first time, please kindly introduce yourself to us by telling us your name, where you're joining us from, and the name of the person who invited you. If you're joining us from Nigeria, please would love to know your state. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you have any celebrants in the house? Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. So in the absence of any celebration, I'm going to kindly hand over to Esteem Sister Maka. Thank you so much, Mama. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So right now, I'm going to pray over our offerings. I remember we don't collect offerings here, so we're going to send our offerings to our various churches. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the word of God that has come to us today. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to have and to give. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, our giving serves as seats for us. And they are going to produce us seats of righteousness in the name of the Lord Jesus. And yes, for those who do not have to give, in the name of the Lord Jesus, from every other segment, they are going to be able to give in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esim Samaka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. Right now, we're going to unmute our mics as we share the grace in fellowship. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm alive. I'm alive. 
Really? 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 